Hey, welcome back to the program. You love the numbers, don't you? I mean, we've all become, over the last 14 months, weirdly focused on stats, and all of a sudden I'm having conversations about R-naughts and percent positivities. Like, it's just nobody's like, oh, yeah, I've always talked about this sort of stuff. You know, I just drop in deets like, you know, hey, we're just uh, we're at about 75% first dose. Full vax, just shy of 17%. Oh, let me just drop this piece of truth on you. This just out from the Ontario government. 46% of 12 to 17-year-olds have now received their first dose. Yes! Can I get a hooray for the teens? 46% of them now with a first dose. But what what are we all facing right now, you know, beyond trying to hunt down a second dose, is a decision about what to do next. Because pretty much for everybody, we've got this decision about what do you do for the second shot. Those teenagers, uh, it's simple for them. They've just It's Pfizer and Pfizer only. But for everybody else, if you got Pfizer first up, you might possibly not be able to find it when it's your second time because we're getting a lot of Moderna coming. So are you going to get the Moderna? And what if you got AstraZeneca first? Now what do you do other than shake your fist at NASI? Kelly Grant is the health reporter from the Globe and Mail, has a great explainer online and in the paper today. Hey, Kelly, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm great. I'm so happy about all the great numbers, and we're seeing, you know, sub-300 on case counts, and there's just so many reasons to be optimistic right now. There are, and it, it feels like uh, we're coming out of sort of the end of a really dark tunnel and that there's lots of light ahead. I feel great about the numbers, too. I watch them religiously the way it sounds like you do as well. And, and all the indicators in Ontario are really pointing in a great direction right now. All right, let's dig into it here because, you know, we're in the situation where you have to be able to figure out your own risk and, and then weigh that against what the evolving science is on mixing and matching. So let's just run through some scenarios here. If you got an mRNA first off, let's say you got Pfizer, that's your first mm-hmm. dose, what does the science tell us about mixing and matching within the mRNA family? Uh, it tells us it's just fine. Uh, I talked to quite a few experts about this subject yesterday, and I have in the past. And there's a pretty broad agreement, I would say, that these two mRNA vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna are so similar. Their mechanism of action is so similar that there really shouldn't be any issue whatsoever in switching between the two of them. Now, the official advice from NASI is if you can complete the series with the same vaccine you started with when it comes to mRNA shots, you know, do that. But if because of, you know, logistical reasons or perhaps your personal choice, um, you want to switch, that that should be fine as well. So that's in the context of the mRNA vaccines. Really, they're they're pretty interchangeable. Okay. Give me a, a sense, if you can, on delivery, because if I'm reading the numbers right over the last week, it seems like we're really getting a, a whole whack of, and I think that is the technical term, a yeah. whack of, yeah. of Moderna coming into the province. So we could see a, a point where, you know, maybe if you did get Pfizer first, you're going to be offered Moderna second first. Yeah, I think that's right. So I'm actually looking at the delivery chart that the federal government put out just about an hour ago. And in the last three weeks of June, including this week, we are actually in Ontario getting more Moderna doses than Pfizer doses. Now we're really getting, as you say, a whack um, of both of them. (laughs) We're getting just under a million a week of Pfizer and a little over a million a week of Moderna. So there's going to be a ton of both out there. 
but more Moderna. So, you know, I, I'm guessing you're probably going to get to this in a second, but there's starting to be, you know, sort of word bubbling up of people vaccine shopping for the Pfizer yeah. because they think that's really the gold standard vaccine and sort of shying away from the Moderna. Don't do that. Moderna is a great vaccine. I'm totally puzzled at how people have come to the conclusion that Pfizer's superior because all the evidence in both the clinical trials and in many real world studies is that these vaccines perform essentially identically, both in terms of effectiveness and in terms of safety. I think maybe it might be just the stumbles out of the gate with Moderna in terms of supply and that we had Pfizer and, you know, everybody, you know, thought that was the Cadillac. And of course, I got the Lada. I got the Lada. I got the AstraZeneca. So well, I, we'll get to that in just a second because that's a different kettle of fish. Sure. Just, just bring it back one more time to, in terms of our numbers on Pfizer, it's likely, it seems that it is likely that a lot of people will be offered for their second dose, first up will be Moderna. And your message to them is just take it. Absolutely. And, you know, take it and consider yourself incredibly fortunate that we live in a place where we have access to these excellent vaccines that a lot of people in a lot of other countries would really would love to have. Mm -hmm. It's great. Take that. Take that Moderna. Take it. All right. Let's move on to AstraZeneca. What What is this? It just seems like every time I look online, Bogosh has got another tweet on another something about this, about another <laughs> another stat. I'm just, I'm just swimming with numbers and percentages. Yeah. Should I match or should I change it up? Let's go with that. Okay, that is the hardest question, and I wish I had a more straight answer straightforward answer for you the way I do on the Moderna Pfizer thing. So maybe let me walk you through a couple things here. First of all, I'll tell you, like you, I also got the AstraZeneca for my first dose, and I'm also, you know, in the midst of preparing for my second dose. So here's a couple of things to consider. So let's talk first about safety. As most people probably know, um, all of the provinces now have now agreed to stop offering AstraZeneca as a first dose because of the risk it's a, it's, a small, it's a small risk, but it's a real risk um, of something that is abbreviated as VIT. It's basically a really aggressive blood clotting condition that has been linked to the AZ vaccine and has resulted in some deaths. So the provinces have said, you know what, we're not going to give this out as first, first, first doses anymore. As far as the second doses go, it does look like the rate of VIT is significantly lower than in first dose. And I'm basing that primarily on data out of the UK, which has done you know, quite a few more AZ second doses than a lot of other places. And so for first dose, we're looking at something in Canada in the neighborhood of one in 55,000 resulting in VIT. And in the second dose, according to the British data, it's more like one in 600,000. So if you're looking at, you know, your, your risk in AstraZeneca, I think it is fairly safe to say that taking a second dose of AstraZeneca is less risky than your first. And, and just to so, clarify that, that one yeah. in 600,000 is incident of not death from it. Yes, that's an important clarification. Yes, thank you. Right. And then it looks like of people who get it, somewhere between 20 and 50 percent of them those cases do prove fatal. So this is a, it is a serious risk, especially when we're looking at that higher number for a first dose. And that's why the provinces have made their, have made that decision. Um, but it, as I said, the incidence doesn't, doesn't appear to be as high for the second dose. So there's your, there's your sort of safety issue with AstraZeneca. So the mRNA vaccine, um, there hasn't been any link made to that VIT issue with either, with either Pfizer or Moderna. So then now we're in the place of, okay, do we mix? 
right? You got that first AZ. Do you get an mRNA dose for your, your second vaccine? On the one hand, there is a lot more available evidence about two doses of AZ. There's, you know, proper clinical trials, quite a few real world studies, especially out of the UK. When it comes to mixing, we don't have any proper clinical trials um, mm. or proper real world studies of effectiveness of that regime. But what we do have is some reasons to believe that the mixing could actually be better. From a biological plausibility perspective, there are many smart folks and experts I've talked to who think that you will actually get a broader and more robust immune response from mixing two vaccines that use slightly different platforms and mechanisms. So that would be your AZ followed by a Pfizer or, or Moderna. There have been a couple of studies out of Spain and Germany that have looked at um, immunogenicity, which is the sort of antibody level as measured in blood. And they have found that this mixed regime actually produces a higher antibody level, which is sort of a good hint that, you know, this might actually be a more protective option. So I know I haven't given you like a do this or do that, but I just want to lay out that kind of that's what people will have to weigh when they decide. In Ontario, frankly, they'll also have to weigh you know, what can they find and get an appointment for? And there are just way more doses of the mRNAs coming in than of, of AstraZeneca. Yeah, that's... So I've been contacted by the, the place that I got my AstraZeneca shot because um, I'm just about at eight weeks. And they said, I've got, you know, there's a potential time slot for a second dose of AstraZeneca at the end of June, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so, so now the question is... Okay, do I do the, you know, do I do the Thunderdome and get my elbows out and just hunt for mRNA or do I just let the AstraZeneca come to me? And I don't know if I know mm-hmm. the answer. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, it's sort of a choice you're going to have to make for yourself um, because I just don't think there is a straightforward do this or do that. I mean, I'm happy to share what I'm going to do mm-hmm. and say, you know, this is what my own personal thinking is, and that let me, is... That... Let me reintroduce you here before you say that. Oh, sure, this is Kelly sure, Grant sure. from uh, the Globe and Mail, health reporter for the Globe and Mail, who got AstraZeneca as uh, your first shot. What What's your move? So I am going to get either a Pfizer or Moderna at the Metro Toronto Convention Centre mass vaccination site on Saturday night. Um, for me, it was a combination of, like, I just want a second dose fast. Um, I, think pre- I think pretty much the one sort of piece of information that, like, everybody can take away is just get that second dose as soon as you can. Like that's, that's a pretty clear across the board thing for me. I really like one that I am not looking at even a small risk event with a MRNA vaccine. And two, um, I do, you know, I am encouraged by the immunogenicity data that suggests I will get um, a stronger and perhaps broader immune response from mixing the two. So um, that, that's and, my thinking. And, and and how was your experience getting, did you, you you've, you've booked obviously an appointment on that mass vax um, thing and did you do that in the provincial portal? Yeah, I did go through the provincial portal and I have to say, I feel, <laughs> feel sort of um, like my experience has, has not been the common one, but you know, <laughs> I, 
with with my sort of the amount of attention I paid to all of this, I knew that if I went onto the website about 15 minutes before eight o'clock, that would increase my chances of being able to get in quickly. And I, I did manage to get in shortly after eight and I snagged an appointment. So um, I do really want to stress yes. to everybody who is listening and is currently, you know, in the GTA and having trouble getting an appointment. I do think that things will calm down quite quickly. We are just getting so many doses over the next few weeks that I think like if you're in panic mode right now, I give it a week before we have Chief Peg at like the daily news conferences begging people to sign up for appointments and like places giving out ice cream and hamburgers again to get people out because we're just getting so much vaccine. So, you know, take a deep breath if you haven't gotten an appointment yet, like it's going to happen for you. So maybe don't stand outside for six hours to get a shot tomorrow because next week it'll be a different deal. I think very much it will be. Kelly, so great to talk to you. Thank you so much for helping us understand all of this. It's so complicated. I really appreciate it. Okay, thanks for having me. This is Kelly Grant from the Global Mail, health reporter from the Global Mail, health specialist from over the Global Mail. What, does that help you? Does that help you at all? You, I, ah, brah. That's, <laughs> that's kind of where I am. Uh, I, I, I really think... Uh, that I'm with Kelly on this is this is my 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 preference is mRNA, but but if if what Kelly's saying about you know there just being a glut of it and easy to get within the next couple of weeks, if I get to the end of June and this appointment that I already have apparently now for my second shot of AstraZeneca comes up before I can get an mRNA, I'll take that, I'll take it. <laughs> 